What's up, everybody? God bless. Welcome back again to the Bible teaching ministry of A Love Outreach. Today is Good Friday, and uh, the question that I have in this teaching uh, is, what does Good Friday mean to you? It's a chance to examine your heart, you and me both, and uh, to kind of consider what is the true meaning of Good Friday, and uh, is it just a religious thing? Uh, or is there more to it? So what does it actually mean to you and me? And uh, I'm going to go ahead and start sharing a message with you here um, that I've written some notes on. You see, in the New Testament book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and if you would like, you can turn there. I'm not really going to be hesitating, though, to wait too long while you turn to the chapters, because I'm going to be going through a lot of different verses here. But 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 3, uh, the Apostle Paul wrote this. He said, For I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. So that's the primary message in this verse, that Christ died for our sins. Okay, And in the New Testament book of 1 John, chapter 1 and verse 10, it says this, it says, if we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. So you see, Christ died for our sins, right? And we, you and me, are sinners, right? But again, Christ died for our sins. First Peter chapter 3 and verse 18 says, For Christ also suffered once for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive by the Spirit. So Jesus was, of course, the just one that is spoken of in that verse, First Peter chapter uh, 3 and verse 18. He's the just one, meaning he was morally pure, he was sinless, and he died for the unjust, you and me, right? He did so that he might bring us to God, right? Being or having been put to death in the flesh, but he was made alive in the spirit, right? So that's the purpose for Jesus dying for our sin, that he could bring us to God, right? And we need to get back in fellowship with God, our Creator, and sin separated us from God. Now, 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. So that verse, again, that's 2 Corinthians 5.17, speaks of a person becoming a new creation. That is, you're dead to your old nature, right? Your sinful nature, and you've been made alive by the Spirit, the Holy Spirit of the Lord. This is what happens when you truly, wholeheartedly give yourself to Jesus Christ, okay? You become born of the Spirit, made alive by the Holy Spirit. Prior to that, you were dead, in your sins and your trespasses. The Apostle Paul explained it this way in Galatians 2.20. He 
He said, I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So that verse gives us a picture of a person who no longer lives for themselves. That is, they no longer live for their own fleshly desires, looking out for their own good, but rather they are dead to their old self, their old way of living, right? Something passes away and something becomes alive again. They're made alive in Christ as a new creation, no longer a slave, no longer a servant to sin. So again, Christ died for our sins, the just for the unjust, but we can be made new, right? We can die to our old nature and become a new creation all because of what Jesus did for us, okay? This is biblically called being born again. Jesus said one must be born again in order to see the kingdom of God. Again, he's bringing us to God, right? And look, that's, that is the big reason for Good Friday. The day that we remember the death of Jesus is good. What Jesus did for us is good. The gospel message is good news. It's salvation for your soul. You can be made new. You can be born again. You can begin again. You can start all over again. I don't care if you're listening to this message at 95 years old or at 25 years old or 15 years old or whatever age you might be. You can begin again. You can have this new life. You can have Christ in you. In the New Testament, you can read of a time when John the Baptist first came on the scene and he preached repentance, right? And that is that he, he preached the turning away from sin and being baptized that you might receive the coming Savior, Jesus Christ, right? Who who would be the one to baptize his followers in the Holy Spirit, right? It would be Jesus, right? And he would give you a new life, a spiritually abundant life in place of your old, dead, sinful life, right? So you need to take up the cross like the Apostle Paul said, I have been crucified with Christ. You come to that place in your life where you're dead to yourself. You repent. You turn from that person. And all of this is totally an undeserved gift, this opportunity for this, right? It's, it's an undeserved gift offered to us by God. That's what grace is, right? Grace is simply unmerited favor. You and me, we did not deserve grace. We did not deserve this opportunity to be saved, okay? We did not deserve it. And Romans chapter 6 says this, starting in verse 1. It says, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? So do you hear that? You die to sin. You repent. You don't continue in sin professing that you're saved by grace. That doesn't make any sense at all. You see, Galatians 5.16 says that we are to walk in the Spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Right? 
Of course, the opposite of that would be true as well, right? If you're not walking in the Spirit, you're going to fulfill the lust of the flesh, which just shows you're not born of the Spirit. You're not born again. You're not yielding to the leading of the Holy Spirit in your life, okay? So if, if, you, if I, you, or me, we willfully walk in sin, then we're not led by the Spirit of the Lord. You see also in the book of Titus chapter 2, um, verses 11 and 12, and these are verses that in many of my teachings I have quoted over the years, right? But it, it, it's, there's such crucial verses as it relates to salvation. And it says, The grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present age, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. So that is how the repentant person, right, who has been born again and is walking in the Spirit, that's how they now live their lives, right? The born-again person, because of their yielding to the work of the Spirit of the Lord within them, has the power to deny ungodliness and walk righteously, right? They can turn from worldly lusts. They can live soberly, righteously, and godly. When? Those scriptures say, now, in this present age, right? And they can now spend their lives waiting for and looking for the blessed hope, which is the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, okay? So again, back in Romans chapter 6, um, verse 1 again, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead, by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in a newness of life. Okay? So you see, that's what baptism is symbolic of in the life of the person that has truly come to Jesus. When you get baptized, you're making a statement that the old you, the sin slave you, is dying and being born again of the Holy Spirit, raised up, to a new life in Jesus Christ. Just like Jesus was crucified, dead, and buried, and rose again to eternal life. All of this was made possible because of the death of Jesus. It puts the good in Good Friday. So still reading from Romans chapter 6, it says, For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. Do you hear that? We should no longer be slaves of sin. For he who has died has been freed from sin. Now, if we died with Christ, 
we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all, but the life that he lives, he lives to God. Now listen to this. Likewise, it goes on to say in verse 11, Likewise, you also reckon yourself to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in its lust. And do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. There again, we see the righteousness, right? So what's the good in Good Friday? Well, you have the opportunity to be made new in Jesus Christ and spend all of eternity in glory with him. But you must be born again. You must choose to die to your old nature and be, a, be made alive in the Spirit. Romans 12 says that a person that has come to Christ is to present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. So again, the message here is he gave himself entirely for your sin and my sin. So we must give ourselves entirely to him as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. So are you, am I sinners? Do we need a savior? Absolutely, we needed a savior. The whole world needs a savior. And Jesus is the only savior. Romans 3, starting in verse 23, says this, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. So that's where redemption is. And yes, we're all sinners in need of a Savior. Right? All have sinned. And if you say you have not sinned, you make him a liar. By the grace of God or because of the love and unmerited favor of God that he has bestowed upon us, upon all of mankind, he sent Jesus to justify us by Jesus shedding his pure, sinless, innocent blood on our behalf. He died for us because he loves us. That is also the good that's in Good Friday. Still speaking of Jesus, Romans 3.25 says, whom God set forth as a propitiation, right? That word propitiation just means a substitute, right? He stood in your place by his blood, right? Through faith to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance, God had passed over the sins that were previously committed. Do you see that there? That's the good in Good Friday as well. But you see, God is willing to pass over or forget about the sins you previously committed, right? Because remember, in Jesus, old things pass away and then all things become new, as I read to you earlier, right? So 
I'm going to read verse 25 of Romans chapter 3 to you again, and then I'm going to go right on into verse 26, but it says, Whom God set forth as a propitiation by his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness, because in his forbearance God had passed over the sins that were previously committed to demonstrate at the present time his righteousness that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Now, here's the question. Have you come to Jesus today? Have you come to Jesus? Have you completely placed your life in his hands? Absolute surrender to Jesus. The Bible is full of stories of people that have placed their faith in the Lord God. Hebrews chapter 12 calls those people a great cloud of witnesses. And maybe there's even people that you have known in your life that have committed their lives to Christ, right? Hebrews 12, starting in verse 1, says this, Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So, does your heart see the good of Good Friday? Do you understand what he did? And do you understand what you need to do? His work is finished, yes, as far as it relates to taking care of sin. But he wants to complete a good work in you today. Are you ready to receive the good news, the gospel? Are you ready to appropriate it in your life, right? All that you've heard from the scriptures tonight that I've read to you, right? This Good Friday can be the goodest day of your life if you would come to Jesus, right? And he's calling out to you, come, right? Today is the day of salvation. If you're watching this video or you're listening to this audio and you've already come to Jesus, that is, if you've already professed faith in him, then today is a good day to just once again examine your own walk in the Lord. Are you walking led by the Spirit? Are you filled with the Spirit? Right? Or do you think you can keep fulfilling the lust of your flesh and still in the end be saved? We read, I read a lot of scriptures to you here today that say the contrary, to the contrary, right? You see, this is Good Friday, but Sunday is coming. The day of resurrection was not too far off after Jesus died on the cross. He rose again from the dead. Sunday's coming. And the time of our resurrection is coming as well. And we all need to be fixing our eyes on Jesus the finish line, the author and the finisher of our faith. There's a race set before us. There's a path we must walk on, and it's a narrow path. And we all need to live in accordance with the words that we read in Titus chapter 2, verse 11 and 12. 
living soberly and righteously in this present age because Jesus is indeed coming again. You see, because of what Jesus did, Friday was good, but Sunday is awesome. You see, it is the day of resurrection. And I encourage you, I exhort you to read again the scriptures that I've gone over here tonight, to examine where you are as it relates to what is written in the Bible, the Word of God. How does your life line up with that? Call out to Him. You know, Lamentations 3.25 says, The Lord is good to those who wait for Him, to the soul who seeks Him. So seek Him. Seek Him with your whole heart. And I'm talking to even those of you that already profess faith in Jesus. Seek the Lord. Seek what He has for you. Be fully committed to Him because He has nothing but good in store for you. So look, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening, whatever the case may be. Um, if you'd like, you can share this message with others or subscribe to our channel, whatever the case may be. If you'd like to contact us or if you'd like to hear more teachings from this ministry, you can do so by going to our website, aloveoutreach.com, or you can find us on SoundCloud and iTunes and Amazon Music and all the pretty much all of the podcast platforms, or you can go to YouTube, uh, which if you are watching the video, you're probably watching it there, um, but just search for A Love Outreach. But God bless, and we will see you next time.